welcome to Calcutta Art House, an uninformed and irreverent podcast on the parallel cinema of Bengal. I'm Pramit Chowdhury. And I'm Ayelet Khaimzan Lushkov. And we're coming to you today from our living room, because the dishwasher is on in the background in the dining room, and we've already been scolded by Colin once this week, so... I mean, we, we were scolded for background noise and chewing. And thumping. And thumping. So... I, we didn't want to upset him. No. So here we are in the dining room. The living room. The living room. <laughs> the room with the TV in it, <laughs> on TV's, which we watch these movies. The TV's, in, TV's, oh, TV's not on now. Yeah. And today we we, we have much to talk about. Uh, we have much to talk about uh, about cricket, about biscuits, about presumably the you know the actual point of the podcast, the movie. Davy. Devi or Devi, yeah. So. Which I feel should be featuring Ashwai Ray. Why? I don't know. She's just she's very goddess like. <laughs> um, and so I keep- we could do a remake. I've, you know, I've noticed. So the 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 course that right. you know I'm, I'm teaching these films and only goes up until, well, it was going to go up until the 1980s. Um, but then, you know, the snowpocalypse happened. So we're actually only going up uh, to the 70s. So actually, I think that the course was previously going to end on a more optimistic note with, you know, character dramas, but ones that weren't necessarily beset by, you know, death, alcoholism and, and failure. But what would be the point? Well, because of the snow snowpocalypse, snow I've 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 had to cut those films. So yeah, <laughs> we will in fact. But but Ashwari Ray was in a Ray movie, right? I I don't know how that could be because maybe his I last movie was in like so his, his his really really late movies were finished by his son. Mm. So I, she did she, she did might, do a, yeah. a Bengali movie. Yeah. She she has done. I don't I don't remember what it's called, and I haven't seen it. I don't think. But maybe we'll throw it in as a as a bonus right at the end. Well, maybe she should. Maybe you know she. I, I don't know anything really about her career, but maybe if she wants to, you know, seal the evolution of right her career into, you know, long term canonical success, she needs to master. The, the art house genre as well as well, the popular genre. Now, she, I'm so ignorant that I don't even... She may have done a ton of art house films. I have no idea. Well, if if they were to redo all of the the Rye oeuvre, right. right, like Disney, right, then it would be quite efficient because they're all the same actress all the time. So she could just be Sharmila Tagore, right? <laughs> and then who would be... It'd be tough because, uh, as be we up- know, Sharmila Tagore was like... 13 when she when she started so okay but you need to update things would they the... could use that technology where they make people look younger makeup no don't they have that cool technology that actually you know that C- kind of cgi technology that makes you look younger oh. like a lot younger like I, 40 I, 50 years younger i don't know i mean that would be excessive for her because then she'd be like a zygote <laughs> or something but yeah um a, a speck in her parents eye but <laughs> uh yeah but I, I i think they can do that but who would be... She could also just be the mother. She could be Shorabajaya. She could be... Shorabajaya, of course, is one of the characters that re- reoccurs. Yes. Yes. Uh, who well, would... well, not one of the characters. Sorry. One of the, one of the, one actors, of the, the actors who recurs. Yes. The gang is all back for, for this movie. Yeah. But I'm still trying to think about who would be Apu. And obviously my instinctive response is Naveen Andrews. Because... <laughs> 
Because he plays. I, I like his like go to. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's really played people of like multiple ethnicities. Yes. Wasn't he like an Iraqi soldier like he was, in he in was. Lost? And yeah. I was like, okay, sure, fine. <laughs> uh, but isn't now the new like Indian go to is Dev Dev Patel? Uh, there are a few. There's like Manish Dial, and um, he's the guy who. Oh, you remember you watched that like um, really terrible movie. You're going to need to be more specific. I think it was called Holiday. Oh, Holiday. That was excellent. Okay, so that really terrible, excellent movie. He was the doctor who uh, ends up with oh, the mother. With the aunt, yeah. With the... No, the, the mother of the, the the trucker, I think, right? Isn't that, isn't that right? Oh, with Susan Sarandon. No, wait, that's got the wrong one. No, the one who... With Kristen Chenoweth. Uh yeah, yeah yeah I know I know it's it's I'd, Christine it's yeah. Christine Chenoweth anyway yeah, he's the doctor he's anyway. the doctor yeah okay yeah I can see that and I think but he plays I still doctor stand by my original suggestion of oh there's also what's his name from Harold and Kumar <laughs> like so Shahrukh Khan or Cal Penn or Cal Penn didn't he go off to do politics. Not for long, I don't think. Okay. So. Well, in, in any event... Um, I mean, now that Biden is bringing the gang back, maybe he can bring yeah. Cal Penn back. But, too. you know, I think, you know, Shah Rukh Khan could be an interesting... Presumably Cal Penn and Shah Rukh Khan aren't alternatives for the same part. <laughs> Again, unless that technology is involved. Or, um, isn't the Ray also married to, to a Bollywood actor? To a to a Bachchan, right? What's his name? Yeah. Abhishek? Yeah. yeah. So maybe he could be Apu and she could be Aparna. And they could just redo all of the... I guess. I, you know, because you know, I'm a snob, right? I'm just imagining them just, like, butchering it. Just, like, overacting and, you know... I mean, what are they supposed to do? We're going to get angry emails. We're going to get have, angry emails. We have listeners in from Mumbai. From Ashraya Rai fans. And for all we know, the listeners in Mumbai could be Ashraya Rai and, and her husband. So and we will. We, I think the chances are pretty low. I don't know. Maybe she's a maybe she's an intellectual who wants to learn about no, the she parallel is, she, like, I, she, cinema of Bengal no, no, for she, her next movie venture. So the thing is, I I actually it's more a matter of. So I'm always very impressed by Bollywood actors because they first of all they they do it in multiple languages, right? Well, they don't just do Bollywood. They, they also do like well. you know Hollywood and right. And so they no no the, well. They, well, the lip syncing is for the songs, right? But they will actually do. I think films when and- she did the Bengali movie, she was lip syncing throughout because she doesn't speak. Yeah, but she—I can't remember. She she speaks at least three or four mm. languages, right? So so there's that. There's the dancing, but it's more the conventions of the cinema, right? It's that they're trained to to act in a certain way that fits that genre mm. and i imagine if that's what you spend your life doing it's kind of hard to, to switch right just as it's hard but, for like but isn't the point of acting to you know yeah but i mean look this is like two people who don't know about acting talking about acting which is no different from any of the rest of the podcast so uninformed and irreverent yeah that's us. well but y- you learn how to act right according to a method i'm not talking about the method right but a method mm. right and so this is why when you see actors act, generally speaking, right, it seems very familiar. And actually, that's part of their appeal, right? Like you get a known quantity. It's unusual to encounter those actors who genuinely are very at home in completely different types of role, where almost like they're invisible in that role. I mean, there are some. Or at least there are people who are talked about in that way, right? I mean, I think right, Philip Seymour Hoffman was talked about in that way. and Tom Hanks. Um, I always found him pretty obtrusive, mm. but... 
Damn. Are you going to tell me now that Tom Hanks is also listening to this podcast? I, for all is I know. Is this the Damocles sword that's hanging over my head that, like, <laughs> potentially a famous person I talk about is going to be Well, isn't, isn't that the case with radio, though? That you don't know who's out there. I think it's just Colin, you know? And 300 times. Oh, well, that's true. And also, he's probably not going to VPN himself in Mumbai. That would be a, a security. Well, I'm saying that the only people who live in Mumbai are, are famous. But to go back to your original point, like, yes, I mean, I kind of would be fascinated to see how the films would be redone. I already mentioned, right, didn't I, that they did the sequel to Opu Shankar? But it's a Bengali film. It's not a, a, a Bollywood film. And... I think it was one of those things where it was done well, but like you're literally competing with the canonical well, what paradigmatic. Is it, what is it called? I don't remember what it's called, but the novel goes on beyond the scope of Opu Shongshar, but obviously Rai didn't, you know, he didn't film it. He had no plans to film another film. He didn't make another film, but there, there is material where, where I think the Opu and Kajal wander around India or something like that. And yeah, it's one of those things where you're like, you're really taking on, it's very like, the anxiety of influence, right? Mm. Like, you want to do an homage to, but also compete with your predecessor, but, like, you'll just end up doing a kind of homage and it won't... It can't really rise above that, or at least it's very hard to. Now, I say that without having seen the film. I'm right. just talking about we, what other watching, people have said. Are we watching that film? I don't know. I mean, it depends what appetite we have. Like, as I said, for the for the syllabus, we're going up to the 1970s. So, basically, we get into the, the more cynical, darker views of Calcutta and the... <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Th- so remember, right up to this point, and this is true in this film as well. Like Calcutta represents a kind of optimistic modernity. The English right? shops and yeah. And then I think by the time you get into the seventies, there have been you know a lot of contemporary socio-political developments that have caused cynicism, insecurity, and that is right comes through in the in the films so we're going to talk about that in coming weeks i don't want to you know (laughs) i'm quite happy to spoil the films but i don't necessarily want to you know spoil i mean there's uh, nothing to spoil it's like it's like a shakespeare play right everybody dies like if you go into richard the third that would have been, a, I, was, I was imagining Shakespeare's like non-tragic plays ending that way. Like, you know, Midsummer Night's Dream is going fine at the end of it. He's like, psych. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom poisoned everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Puck. <laughs> that abyss is really more bottomless than you think. Been yeah. Weird. So. <laughs> the aisle is full. Well, I'm afraid now. Uh, no, so. The- anyway, Davy uh, does not feature Ashwari right to its detriment. But um, she would have been very young. <laughs> that, 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 a speck in her grandparents' eye. Does uh, feature the, the the gang as we have come to know it. So uh, Sharma so like, Tagore, Corona Baranji, right? There's who who Sharma Jaya and now is the the. I, how do you want to define her? Like the sister-in-law, the other daughter-in-law, the she's she's the you know she is the sensible. Yet again, she is the sensible woman. Well, it depends, I guess, if you define the center of the movie as. Either, either the, either Daya the daughter. Yeah. Well, whether you think of her as the, you know, or I think his name is Kalikankar, the the the, the, the father. The father. Yeah. So, well, uh, so shall I do the plot summary? Yes. Okay. Plot summary. There is a very you know conservative religious you know landholder right this Jomidar the that class this, that featured in in Joel Shaw, th- This one week. actually has money. This one has money. It's got a pretty sweet, like, yeah. palace, basically. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the last one did too, but it was kind of in decay. This one is, like, you know, 
top notch. So, so he's really religious, and he's particularly a devotee of the goddess Kali, whom you know, as most of our listeners, I'm sure know, is a, a manifestation of you know female divine power, especially associated with the more the more destructive you know the side of of power, as opposed to the more generative side, and. The, the beginning of the movie actually is a Kali Puja. And the one thing, I, I remember when we've talked about Pujas in the past, right? The, well, I was always very curious about Kali Puja. We'll pick up the summary in a second, but. <laughs> and I asked your mother, and she was like, you shouldn't do it. And I was very confused about this. And she was like, it's one of those things that is better, it's better not to do it all than to mess up. Yeah. And the reason for that is that in the olden days, in the villages, for Kali Puja, the, the priest had to behead a goat. I think, you know, really early on, it might, I think my father's, maybe in my father's grandfather's time, could be wrong, but I think they, they would sacrifice a larger animal. Like a, a water buffalo. Yeah, and then I think it, you know, for you the most part, is a goat. Because you have to do it in a single blow. Yeah, and that's what they're showing. They don't show the actual, they show the, right, they show the the falling of the blade yeah. but they don't actually show anything else so then there are like fireworks yeah fortunately i guess for for priests everywhere so there's always been a downgrade from water buffalo to goat but now you don't you use like a potato a pumpkin a pumpkin yeah uh, like a i mean it doesn't end well for the pumpkin but a jack-o'-lantern type pumpkin or like a thin one a thin one okay yeah so it's really like a lot. So basically your mother thinks that we can't chop a pumpkin. That is, that is the lesson of this. Hat. I mean, you know, I've just become physically a lot more incompetent after having children. Like I bump into things. I do just like... We have know, an enormous having... cleaver. Yeah. So can you imagine me like I'm not saying trying you to go. do I'm the kumravuli saying... and, and I don't think it would end well. What, more to the point, who would want to do it? Theo. Theo would want to do it. Yes. I mean, one of those classic instances where actually he would totally be able to do it because he, generally speaking, when he wields a knife and social services, please don't come at us. But there have been occasions where Theo thinks of himself as, I don't know, he thinks of himself as like a, a frat boy, a chef. Um, a combination. A landlord. I mean, I mean he basically holds himself he... in very high esteem. His his frat is going to be amazing because the vomlets are going to be a very high quality. He, makes, uh, he actually makes pretty good eggs. Yeah, he <laughs> Social services are so coming at us. I keep he it on a very low flame. He is supervised. Yeah. But also... But um, I would try and seize the knife from him, the cleaver. And then he'll chop off And then he'll chop off my... My, my, guess... my head, I was going to say my hand. <laughs> Why? What? Because <laughs> we're talking about Pudja. He's so. not just like some kind of samurai. Like, I <laughs> Or, or is he? <laughs> Talking of Harold Bloom, there's pretty pretty like anxiety. <laughs> Theo's just like, ah, oh, that's yeah. it. Sorry about but that. But in, in any event, so... I have yeah, mummy so, all to so, myself. So Kali <laughs> so Puja is this kind of like, I don't know, ominous... Yeah, um, it's, so all present. we've seen is like Durga Puja so far, right? I think there's a Kali in... Uh, oh, what's that? <laughs> I thought you were going to say in Austin. <laughs> no. There's, there's like a Bevo that just like... There's not even a Durga Puja in Austin. There is, there is. We, there we, is we, now, there yeah. didn't used to be. And there's also, um, a, whatchamacallit, a Rabundahan. There is a Rabundahan. That, this that is the, we, the ceremonial to. burning of the Rabun statue that we went to with our, our friends, Akshay and Catherine, and their daughter, Maya, who yeah. uh, was very, very, is very good friends with, with Ella. Yeah. And the girls were scared, obviously, and then in the way the two-year-olds do, immediately convinced themselves that it was great fun. Theo was 
a few months I mean, there was a fire. Was... Kids love fire. He was, he was terrified. Theo was terrified. Um, but we had to, like, explain to Ella about, like, the statue and how it wasn't a real person. And she yeah. wasn't really convinced. It was, like, a whole ethical thing. So, yeah, I mean, the, the Pujas in Austin have, have improved. But I was going to say, isn't there a Kali Puja in the 80 days around, around the world in 80 days? I think so. Yeah. I think I've only seen the cartoon version. <laughs> I thought you were a snob. <laughs> Oh, it's just a joke. I'm not. I, I like I like mac and cheese. <laughs> no, no. Um. Anyway, yeah. So, so anyway, the, yeah. It I mean, starts I, with the puja. It starts with the puja. Which the reason why it's important is because the crux of the movie is that this this you know this wealthy traditional conservative and ultimately superstitious father comes to think of his daughter-in-law as a, as a consequence of a dream that he has. He thinks of his daughter-in-law, his younger daughter-in-law as an incarnation of the goddess Kali. So, obviously, that's not going to end well. And indeed, it doesn't. Uh, so, he basically sets her up as, you know, a kind of idol. And people come to get... So, uh, he, he... The first thing that happens that unfortunately corroborates his uh, his his crazy idea is that a a beggar brings a child to him. I, I think it's like he's... Is he nephew or something? Or just maybe, maybe just... Uh, uh, he's an orphan anyway. He brings an orphan child with him. I thought it was his son. No, I don't think so. And he brings him to you know the the Debi, the um, to to Shonla Tagore, who plays Daya, the, this this woman, um, to heal. And she, you know, miraculously, uh, the child does get better. And that's it. That seals the deal. So she's def- defo a goddess. Yeah. So I miss this bit, the bit where he like decides that she's a goddess. Uh, he has a dream. He has a dream. He has a dream, and he. He, uh, in, you know, in this, you know, the special effects are pretty basic. This is still like 1960 in, you know, in Calcutta. So the special effects are fairly simple, but they, you know, they, they make the adequate point, which is that he, he visualizes the, the goddess, uh, in the, in the iconic form, in the, um, in the statue form. And it kind of, it, it gets superimposed on, uh, Doya's face. Right. Um, then, you know, he has this epiphany that she is, in fact, <laughs> she, she is in fact an incarnation of the of, of the goddess and so he drops down at her feet and the very the the Sharon actually has an article about she wrote an article about this because it's her favorite movie that she was in with her favorite right film it might even just be her favorite film that she acted in and she particularly liked the way in which Rai filmed that where she the character though is unable to resist right it's, this film is very much about patriarchy Right, as well as religious conservatism, since the two go hand in hand, and she's unable to resist her father-in-law, you know, physically, verbally, and so she turns around to the wall and starts scratching the wall, and you know, is clearly incredibly distressed. But no one cares um, because the only thing they're fixated on is the the father's belief that she is a goddess and everyone has to imitate echo or endorse him right um including his elder son who's a bit of a wastrel wait so the the there are two sons there are two sons one is the elder son basically just drinks and is married to and is Apu's married to opus <laughs> opus mother yes exactly and the younger son is Apu. the younger son is Apu. <laughs> is is, Shum, is played by Shomathri Chatterjee so you know we have the opu oporna pairing to to Doya. To Doya. Yeah. And mm. his name is Umar Prashad. So well, I think he gets called Umar, but I, I could be wrong. So he... So the reason she is in a, a bit of a, a pickle, right, is because Apu is in fact not there. 
I don't think we can keep calling him Oppu, since people will get very confused. <laughs> That's his name. His name is Omar. Yeah, his name is Omar. Omar. So, yeah. Anyway, he is not there because he is, surprise, surprise, in Calcutta, where he is... Learning uh, English. Learning English and trying to pass his exams. So, yeah. I, I think we can call him Oppu. <laughs> he is... Yeah. The same person. Exactly. It, it, yeah, I mean, exactly. And yeah. she is basically also the same person, except... Well, except now she's been deified. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, as I was saying no, when we were talking about this before, like, and I think also, the lesson also, of... also, also, we should say that the father is uh, the Zamandar from the music room that we talked about last week. So yes. this is this is very much... I mean, Rai likes to use the same actors in, in, in films, and they're really good actors, so, you know, yeah. it ma- 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 makes a lot of sense. Um, but I think the resulting lesson is that Shormatikor should stop marrying Shormatikor Chatterjee because he's just bad news for her. <laughs> well, I mean, that was, that was the lesson of, uh, of, of Apur Shantra. Yeah. Like, and she I, should have, she should have stayed with the, the other crazy. Yeah, because even though, you know, he, he seemed to, you know, be, you know, really unwell, actually, she might not have died. Um, and similarly in this film, you know, the implication at the at the end of this film is that she dies too. Well, um, I don't know. Yeah. He had actually originally wanted to make it explicit that she died. So the film begins with a... Early on in the film, you see the, the immersion of the idol after the Kalipujo, right? Uh, the Bishorjun. So that is was supposed to be echoed in the drowning of Daya at the end of this film. But something went wrong with the filming of it. And then he, there was like an alternative where she died on the riverbank, but that didn't work out. Or So he either he was going to film her death on the riverbank or he changed his mind. But anyway, in the end, uh, there is this much more suggestive scene where she disappears into the mist. But she's she's clearly gone insane at this point. So the the other main plot point is that she comes to believe that she is in fact the goddess, or she is in two minds. I mean, her mind seems literally kind of broken. So Uma tries to you know, get out of elicit from her that she she does not in fact believe this this kind of crazy idea but then she clearly does come to believe it well he tries to kind of smuggle her away and they get to the end of the field and then they see right this submerged right icon which clearly wasn't submerged very well since it's well, i think it just washed up yeah i'm sure um and doya kind of freaks out and, and says well what if what if I am the incarnation of the goddess and will be cursed and something will happen to you and insist on, insist on going back. And this picks up a conversation that they have earlier in the film when, you know, before things go wrong, where, right, they have this nice intimate scene where um, they're actually talking about his education in Calcutta and why he needs to do it. And it's very similar to that scene in Opu Shongshar where she's, Remember in that scene, she's like, well, why do you have to go and do that tuition? And this is similar, right? And um, she feels he doesn't necessarily, you know, need to learn English or that that doesn't do that much for him. Mm. And he says, you know, would you come with me if I ended up getting a job somewhere else? And she's clearly very tentative about leaving the environment, you know, that she's familiar with. It's not her home. I mean, it's not her ancestral home, right? It's her in-law's home. But I think... You know, this again, this this idea of the city being a form of modernization and it therefore being, you know, something that you might be afraid of if you're unfamiliar with it. And also if you've been closeted, because again, patriarchy. So the fear that she shows when she's at the shore, yeah, it's partly affected by 
this new notion that she's the incarnation of Kali, but it's also clearly consistent with a perfectly reasonable anxiety that she has as a very, very young... So she said to be 17, uh, at one point almost says to someone else who asks him how old she is, that she's 17. But I think Sharma Tagore is still like, I don't know, 14 or something, or 15. She certainly looks 14. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone's thinking, sure, it's straightforward to just escape and, and, and leave, but obviously it would have been the right thing to do. Yeah. Well, so obviously the the real reason she, she goes insane in the end is because the... The other major plot point. The other major plot point is that Oppo's mom and her husband, <laughs> they, they have a, a child too, who's named Coca, like all other children in a ride. I think there's like, in the, 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 yeah, there is, well, and I think these are all coming from different novels, right? I think we've looked at three different uh, I mean, Coca authors was work. the son in the music room Coca, well. yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm surprised your name is <laughs> um, um, But anyway, so he gets sick and his I mean, mother... It's just a common way to refer to a, a boy child. His mother is very reluctant to... She, she calls a doctor. She wants actual sort of medicine. But even the doctor is like, well, I mean, I'll I'll look at him, but, you know, you have the goddess in the house, so maybe it doesn't hurt to take him to her as well. And then in the end, what settles it is that Coca, I guess, in a fever, says Kakima three times. And Kakima well, she's, he's already shown to be much closer to... Her, as in fond of her yeah. than of his own mother. Not in a, you know, I don't think there's anything... Her mother is not... His mother is not characterised as a bad mother at all. In fact, she's characterised as very sensible and, uh, and and good. But he just likes playing with her, presumably because, like, I don't know, Sean Rashgore is, like, four years older than yeah, her. Yeah, right? she, she's just, like, his, you know... Sister, big sister, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, anyway, so he, he, he calls for her and, and for some reason his mother, rather than thinking that he wants to play with his favorite like friend is like ah oh, he clearly wants to be you know healed by by the well, goddess well she too i think is affected by this like ve- this pall of like you know superstition that yeah. is like descended upon that even though she's the one who resists it i think i mean also like her son's super sick so. yeah and so they they give him to her and she's like in this horrible situation where she i mean she must know that she can't do anything, right, other than focus very hard, like, you know, manifest into the world that she wants him to, to be healthy. And then obviously he dies um, and she... Well, it's also one of the things, like, apparently she's been, I mean, according to the movie, successful at healing people. I mean, you only see the first yeah. one, but there's like a line of people who are bringing their sick to, yeah. to, the, to, to the house. And, you know, it's reported that she has successfully healed We should say that this, this episode is beset by technical difficulties. Uh, having fled from the dishwasher noise, literally every garbage truck in Austin has now driven down our street or the adjoining street. And they're also laying sod in a house a few houses down. So, like, you know, I feel bad for Theo, who's missing out on all of these. The um, truck action. The, the truck yeah. action. But, yeah, poor, poor Colin. Shed a tear for Colin and his editorial efforts. Yes. But I think we're talking about the pole of superstition. Yeah, so I think that was why that that's why uh, the uh, Coca's mother ended up right in desperation, thinking that this was a good idea. And then I think Doya, sure, I, I think she on the one hand is a little bit 
uncertain about what's going to happen or, you know, possibly pessimistic. But then she's like, well, you know, I have managed to heal people. And what am I going to do? Like, it's not as if I, I know the process of healing someone. So well, she says, leave of- him with me for the night. I think she just wants to hold him. I mean, it is kind of like an anxiety nightmare, right? When you're like, you know, in the final of a math competition, but you've forgotten every math that you've ever known or yeah. something like that. Or it's just, you know, it's your actual self. And so you're like, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know mathematics. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> why you know, am I that, that, is, that is enough to send anyone crazy. But also, I just want to say I that, feel like that in class sometimes. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> um, but the other thing that I want to say here is that Doya spends a good, like, what, 70% of the movie literally sitting on a little plinth while a host of people just like chants and shakes beads and and incense and stuff in her face well and bring her sick people to heal and bring her sick people here and she doesn't even touch the sick people right she just keeps on sitting on her plinth unmoving while the the priests kind of below her like do things like well they'll you know, pour, pour like, like liquid in the yeah you know, like in the child's mouth they put it but it's not like she herself has anything she just no, she just sits I was there like, today and- she'd have had a phone and it would have been okay she'd be like i'm just gonna scroll instagram while and you like, do i'm you just do gonna to order some antibiotics for this, yeah, this situation. But like, it's just she just sits there, insanely boring. Yeah, and at some point, like the 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 way you know Charmila Tagore is a good actress is that even as she sits there, like her face is expressive. Oh yeah, um, she looks dead bored, <laughs> but yeah, she's like it's. But also, just like it's entrapment, right? Boredom and anxiety, and you know, a little bit of trying to, you know trying to do what's expected of her altogether. She, I mean, she is amazing. I thought she was pretty amazing in, you know, Opel Shangshar, but, like, this... I can see why she likes this film so much, because she, she did, like, a stellar job. And, like, when you think that she's, like, 14, it is, it's pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, I, I hear the rumblings of yet another truck, so maybe this is a good time to, uh, to take a quick break and remind anyone, the city of Austin, you know, anyone else, that this is a good time uh, for a sponsorship spot if we had a sponsor so we'll be back in a minute and we are back from uh it was quite a full break um, a lot have happened we well no more trucks came no more trucks came we you made a, a delightful milky macchiato yeah uh, well we, you said that you wanted something different from what you said before. you wanted something different i just but said you know so you said you wanted whatever i was having yeah yeah yeah. Um, so, uh, and we had another bourbon. I felt like a treat. And then you clearly felt like a treat because of the... Remember our discussion last time? I'm saying to the audience, yes. Colin. Uh, you remember uh, the discussion about it is essential, how it's essential that a, a biscuit accompany uh, a oh, hot oh, drink. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we haven't... Oh, we should do, Let's have our biscuit discussion. Well, the first thing I want to say is that we have had some pushback from the audience about our pronunciation of certain biscuits. Sam, we're looking at you. We're looking at you, Sam. And I just, I have, I have no words. I, I... Well, we, uh, do we have the words that they want us to say? I think they want us to say bourbon creams. Well, yeah, but these are not Waitrose bourbon creams. These are Britannia 
bourbons. Yeah. That's what it says on the on the wrapper. And as you know, Sam, India has not been under British rule for quite a while. So they get to call their biscuits whatever they damn well. Well or please. or indeed Bourbon or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Although, Although the, it, exactly the the last the, the, the rightful claimant to the French throne in fact is an Indian dude. Yeah. So so there. I don't think he's pressing his claim very hard. Well, I mean why why would you? I mean France India. is in a bit of a state, I suppose. Well, India so. has a more effective vaccine than That's than true, France. yeah. So, yeah. Um, so there's that. Eat that, Sanofi. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, Emmanuel. <laughs> so that was one item on the biscuit agenda. Uh, the other item is that you wanted to discuss the, the biscuit du jour, uh, which today was uh, an well, we alpha had two, four. we had two biscuits. We had two biscuits. Yeah. Well, so the Because al- we had two coffees, we had yes. two biscuits. Well, the alphor that we started out, it's a special kind of alphor. So alphor is, for those of you... Who sadly have not yet encountered this biscuit. It's a, it's a South American biscuit, but it's a specialty in Argentina, and it's two sort of shortbread biscuits, and they're filled with dulce de leche, and you can, if you, you know, technically you're supposed to then roll the whole thing in coconut, but we hate coconut in our house, so we just have desiccated it. coconut desiccated. is the devil. It is the devil. The alfajor we have, you can come at us. I just is a is a type called Havana's, where uh, the shortbread is chocolate shortbread, and then you dip the whole thing in a chocolate ganache. It's kind of like a South American Tim Tam. <laughs> but it is it is intense and and delightful. People should come to the podcast for that alone. I know, I know. And where was I going with that other than the description of the of the alpha whore? Uh well that it was our first biscuit. Were it you gonna a- were you gonna comment on I don't know what the experience is of having an alpha whore? I mean, I, I enjoy it. You find it a bit more. The the, the Havana is it, 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 its effect is kind of seismic for me. It's yeah. it's 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 a very very rich biscuit. Yeah. Um, the oh. intensity occurs at every level because the dulce de leche. I was saying like it's not like a Twix. Like this is no, no, this some is like... pretty hardcore caramel. It's incredibly like sticky. Thick. You know, yeah. it, you can't really, you know, the way with the Twix, you bite it and you get this long string of caramel. This yeah. isn't like that. You bite it and, you know. Well, because Dolce de Leche isn't caramel, right? No, it's, it's the closest thing that yeah. I can think of for people who haven't had Dolce de Leche. Yeah. And then the biscuit itself is pretty rich. In that it's covered in like 70%, uh, yeah. you know, reasonable quality dark chocolate. So it's, uh, it's, it's a takes just, no it's, prisoners kind yeah, of biscuit. It's, it's yeah. really good. And what I was going to say is that the... These kind of alfajor because they're they're so intense. They're a bit like the Jaffa cake, right? They're like, are they a cake or or a cookie or like what 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 is their epistemological status? I I, I don't know. I mean, I find it so overwhelming that I I don't think of them as a biscuit. I think of it as a full frontal assault on my mouth, but like a really good one. This is how I end up. Yeah, that, this is all sounding a bit filthy, but mm. yeah. So I think we should move on to a less. I don't know. Innuendo filled biscuit. <laughs> this is the advantage of the the bourbon slash bourbon slash bourbon cream, right? It's, the, yeah, it's it's, it's very san yeah, yeah it's, it's very, very sanitized, sanitized, very, very sanitized. yeah. I mean, I will say the, the alphabet is uh, I don't know. It seems like an adult biscuit. To it, me. it is an adult. We have not shared it with the children for many reasons. Well, so first of all, they would be wasted. Like yeah, they're super expensive. <laughs> yeah, they're very very expensive. It feels like. Smoking Havana cigars, which I've never done, but whatever. Right? I mean, it, it, it's like Ooh. a... What is it? Like $3 a biscuit? Basically. Yeah. yeah. So I will say that... Sponsorship for this podcast will directly subsidize our alpha horror consumption. Yes. 
Well, I was going to say that I am now happily fully vaccinated as of today. It's taunting me. Well, and you will be soon. I will be soon. And we have discussed that one of the first things we want to do with our newfound freedom is go to H Mart and the Indian store. And at the Indian store, we will be able to get my actual favorite kind of biscuit, which is the Britannia... The cardamom ones? Cardamom. Yeah, those are great. Cardamom ones. Yeah. Those are delightful. And I think the children don't really like them because the cream is green. And they're like, whoa. Yeah. Um, Although they like the orange cream Oreos, which are like an abomination. An abomination. I, you know, I don't know. Whatever. More. They're young. More cardamom cookies for me. So we'll see. Although once you've seen Theo eat smoked salmon, it's hard to recover from that. (laughs) No, that that is. He handed me a bit of um, smoked salmon jerky this morning. I was just like, what is that orange hard thing that you have given me? I suppose I should be grateful that he didn't eat it. And then my hand just smelled of the... Yeah. Yeah. They do sell salmon jerky these days, so... Who knows? Um, Another Can you go and turn off the... Short break. Anyway, Colin, we, we deeply apologize that all the electronics in our house have uh, conspired against We followed the instructions. We muted our phones. Yes. I, I've, chewed, I've chewed as little as possible. My mouth is practically paralyzed <laughs> as I've Probably tried to make as little... Probably melt, like... has had to melt his bourbon in his mouth. Yeah. That was, that's a disgusting. For fear of anyway, scalding. Let, let's, let's go back to... to 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 the film where there are no biscuits where there are no biscuits it's again it's a foodless kind of for for a bengali rye is remarkably uninterested where's in the where's the kitchery where's know, the all prashan? i remember is that one scene so actually opu shongshar right has some food not a lot right wait, but... I, wait background so when you go to puja like a civilized person you bring some food and fruit sweets fruit sweets you know and then uh, you give it well I was going to say you give it to the to the god, but actually you give it to a, a bossy Indian lady at the entrance, and then she hustles it to a pile of. She's been busy chopping through yeah. and like making sure that everything's go. Okay well, she for the past she then adds it to, along a, with to, to an enormous enormous pile of like cling wrapped sweets and fruits and stuff, and then the the priest like does a thing, and then at the end of Puja you get it back, or more specifically, the wrap, but- you get. Something back, and you hope that it is the thing that you gave, and not like some something yeah, that somebody it's else. All been blessed. It's all been blessed, but like if you it's bring if you bring nice ladus and you get that's back true. some bananas, if you bring then, an alpha whore and you get back like yeah, an that's apple, not, that's, that's not that's a no fair good. transaction. By the way, you can always comfort yourself by getting into the enormous line for prashad, where some nice, the same, in fact, bossy Indian lady gives you uh, for free. For the, just for the cost of, of attendance, an enormous bowl of kitchery, and usually there's some potato thing. Uh, yeah, it is the best kitchery. And Despite like, the fact it is made without onions and without garlic. Yeah. It well, it's made with a lot of chili. Yeah, it's pretty hot. And a lot of key. A lot of key, yeah. And in fact, one of the best things about going to Puja is, I know. is, getting, is getting the food. And maybe I, if they enjoyed the food more and, you know, were less concerned with, you know, the incarnation of the deity it would have worked out better for everyone well i suspect 50 percent of the food making force was too busy being the deity well that's true but anyway so i'm like what is like why would you why would you put you up your house well i mean there was the uh you know there was the sacrifice so presumably that made its way into barbecue forever well yeah so i wanted to ask you something else on while we're on the the topic of uh, the actual of goat barbacoa <laughs> 
that's a, a slight I, a slight zag that I don't know why I'm surprised by. <laughs> but anyway, um, although the question of why India has not developed a, a thriving tradition of goat barbacoa is is one for for the history. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that shredded meat. I don't like. I am not familiar with it as something that is that is or done. goat barbecue. I mean, there's plenty of goat or meat goat. eaten. No, no, there's plenty of goat meat eaten. It's I the, guess you have goat curry. Right? And oh, it's hard with a kebab, right? Like, I mean, there's a quantity of meat that you need, and right, goat, goat tends to be a little a little bony. But, like, shredded goat meat... You know, meat, I, could, I could bring Indian food from Tuck. Okay, I think... that our, our audience is like, do it! <laughs> do it! So, um, you were going to say something. Well, I'm going to say that one of the interesting things about this movie is that normally religion... And this, I think, is true across the world, is is women's business, right? Like, they're the ones... Except who... for all of the actual positions of power. Right. But, but so it was peculiar that it was the, the father-in-law who had the stream and kind of messed up his daughter-in-law. In some ways, it would have been more, I guess, sensible if it was his wife, right? Who is, I guess, dead. His, his putative wife, no doubt, wouldn't have been so irrational. As, mm. to, as to do this. It, it ta- so, right, many of his films, so of Rai's films so far, have been about, right, the irrationality of men. Yes. And this is this is kind of an extreme case, right, even compared to Jol yeah. or, or the Oppo trilogy. So when, when, when Oppo Umo, you know, Shah Rukh Khan, uh, <laughs> comes back from... Kind of need a younger actor, I'm pretty sure, in, in the remake. When you're going with Dev Patel or something? Like no, I don't know. I mean, I like Dev Patel, but he's a bit like he's a bit anemic, and he doesn't have that like Bengali chunk. I don't know. You kind of want someone like a Hemsworth, which is I, I appreciate is like a radical, okay. but like but an in, uh, Indian Hemsworth. Okay. But anyway, I, I'm so out. It used to be like hit the Roshan once before, but I I don't know who it is. Well, now. if you're listening, uh, we're Calcutta Our House dot Gmail at Gmail dot com, and we are on Twitter at our house pod and we would suggestions very much like of beefy suggestions of beefy Bollywood or Hollywood or you know whatever Indian actors, actors who could who play be, Apu in who would look literally the opposite of Shamitra Chatterjee he's a you know yeah no I mean that sure but like I I mean I'm, I'm envisaging someone who like pointlessly has their shirt off like no I, I don't I don't mean that like Hemsworth like, in the shirtless way but he has the like full face oh sure yeah. yeah yeah but anyway what was I saying before we got distracted into so Apu Shah Rukh Khan whoever is Hemsworth Hemsworth is <laughs> Liam uh, is summoned back from Calcutta by his sister-in-law Slash his mother. <laughs> I, I'm glad you chose a Hemsworth, by the way. That's <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> um, who's like, you'd better come back because things getting weird. Um, and he comes back and obviously he gets pretty annoyed at his father for, for doing this. And one of the things we've kind of been talking about, and here we're going to take a, a sharp turn to the more serious, is is that... Wait, you- wait, I can't do serious because all I have in my head is Liam phoning up Chris and being like... Good day, mate. <laughs> I, I'm the number one Hemsworth now because I'm doing a remake of the Opera Trilogy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, there's no amount of abs that's ever going to make up for that. When true. he gets the Oscar for... I don't even know what for, but, you know. I mean, I, I don't... You know, I mean, we have no listeners in uh, in, in, the, Australia. in the antipodes, so maybe this is a way to... Liam, if you're listening... Tell uh, your mates. Tell your mates. And Miley. Miley who? Cyrus. Do they know each other? 
they're married. Oh, okay. okay. Apologies, Liam. <laughs> but I mean, it is true our husband... suggestion is that if you want to outdo your brother, he's been a bit narrow in his range of cinema. He has not considered Bengali Art House Cinema and the remake of that. Ooh, 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 Brett Lee. Brett Lee and Liam Hemsworth in... We, they could do Satrantika Kilari, the, the, the film with the chess players. You haven't seen that one yet. I haven't but seen that it, one. It's about two, like, Jeff decaying, <laughs> no, decaying princes who are just frittering their time and their resources away, smoking hookah and playing chess. So, while, like, the music room, but with chess instead of music. Well, but set in an earlier period. So, the British are just, you know, totally dominating. And instead of resisting the British or coming to terms with the reality of their historical situation, they just kind of abdicate all responsibility and indulge their kind of, you know, noble pastime. Times. And I can see no better candidates for you know the remake. It was Saeed Jaffrey, and I can't remember who the other one was. But you know, Brett Lee and Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, well, do yeah. it. And then the British could be played by two Indian actors. I think it was one. I can, might, might have been one Brit, Brit, British administrator slash soldier. I can't remember. But I would like that reversal. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Ashwari. Right? They don't have to play <laughs> chess. I suppose they could play a different game. Like cricket, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no, they could play like a, a video game. A, a video. Or Settlers of Catan. Oh, so it's a modernised version. I mean, why not? The, okay, why? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, can we can we? Yeah, no, to back the, to the series. series. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, we haven't kind of fully talked about it, but there is a good case to be made that what the the father-in-law is doing to Toya is is a type of of abuse, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, and. I mean, that's basically what her husband said. Yeah. I mean, her husband's a bit, like, patronizing about it. But it is it is certainly, like... I mean, they kind of talk about it in physical terms. Like, she's she's very tired. It's too much for her. Blah, blah, blah. But, but it, it's clearly having, like, a serious detrimental effect on her mental health and on, on her marriage. And, you know, so... We, we talked a little bit about this, this campaign that came out in... In India in, in 2013, after a horrific gang rape in, in Delhi, right? Yeah. And the, the campaign is, is called The Abused Goddesses. And it's basically images of Durga and Lakshmi and Jarshati. And they're kind of set up in, in all their like glory, but they, they have scars and Yeah, like black bruises. eyes and bruises. Yeah. Um, and the, the idea is to, obviously, it's a campaign against domestic violence and violence against women. And I'll, I'll put that on, on our Twitter feed. Part well, of I'm our, particularly timely, like, in this week, because, right, the International Women's Day. International Women's Day and then the World Health Organization came out with that statistic about the percentage of women who experience abuse and... I remember that that statistic's pretty bad. It's like a quarter, but it's actually even worse in India. Yeah. So it, at some, it, I mean, at least when I looked at the Abuse Goddesses campaign info, it was like, it was crazy. It was like 67%. Or something well, and like presumably that. it is underreported. Yeah. So, I mean, the Abuse Goddesses campaign came under, I mean, what you'd expect, right, in, in terms of pushback. And, but, but the idea still that that tension between sort of worshipping women as as goddesses and at the same time kind of feeling free to to abuse them or harm them is is one that this movie is is very kind of interested in even if if the the violence isn't sort of physical yeah what's interesting about it is also that the the idolization as as you as you said right is a form of abuse it's not just that there's this kind of you know 
inconsistent, right, attitude where on the one hand we idolize, but on the other hand we also abuse, right? Mm -hmm. It is, the idolization is, is a form of abuse. And this is, right, this is clearly Right, evident in this film. The, um, Doya tells a story to Koka. One of the stories he really likes is a story of uh, a Rakushi, a, a demoness who eats children. And obviously that's, you know, hugely pregnant for the film because, you know, at the end, his mother will say that, you know, she's a demoness, as in uh, Doya is, and she's, she's killed my, my son. She's taken my son. So there is that, you know, reversal. From the from the story that well not the reverse the fulfillment of of, of the story that that uh, he that Kuka really likes to hear from from his aunt but the idea is also that you know if you if you set people up as goddesses right you are basically determining that you're going to turn them into a demon there's no normal rational you know equal middle ground where you know you're engaging with someone you know in all of their reality you're well, just in fact you're doing the opposite right you're you're facing their reality and this is yeah. what happens to doya instead of like a young woman who is you know i mean her she and her husband have been been married for a while but they don't have children yet they don't have right their lives kind of haven't really started and they talk about having children yeah. like a loose right he said he, he talks about there being lots of cookers and yeah she like giggles and, yeah yeah and we know actually very little about her right we we know she has a bird right she has a pet a pet bird yeah and she also her father-in-law idolizes her even before the dream right so he's just like basically I mean, you know, my life had effectively ended with the death of his wife, and he—I mean, he was just kind of—he was going to pass into that phase of life where essentially he retreated from his position as the right the head of household. But then he was revivified by the care and attention lavished on him by this very obedient young girl, right. whom he's already treating as like a goddess even before the yeah. fact. But but he like there's never any engagement with her as a, a person, right? What she likes, what she doesn't like. She doesn't know. even talk. She just kind of like you know, in that very obedient way, kind of cocks her head to one yeah. side to acknowledge what he's saying. But like she's literally just rubbing his feet yeah. and bringing him stuff. And you know, the idolization seems contingent on her being basically not human. Well, I mean, precisely not human. And also, it's very sort of she just. And we talked about this in the beginning. She just sits there on this this plinth, and she she doesn't move. And you know, there's there's this really deep irony in the fact that, like, what they're trying to put forward is the, this idea that she is the goddess made flesh. But what they ask her to do is pretend to be a statue. Yeah, and what's really funny is that the goddess herself, like the actual mythology surrounding the goddess, is of this incredibly dynamic, forceful individual, right? Who like steps on her husband who steps on, i mean admittedly that is the way in which she you know she ends her destructive rage but like the gods are dependent on her for her her power and her strength and all of that is just absent right the only right. way in which you know men actually deify women is like as you say by turning them into these completely inanimate objects right and and the the in some ways well not in some ways the trauma is not just hers right like um her sister-in-law is I mean, even, I mean, Coke is dying is obviously not Doyle's fault, but even before that, right, the sister-in-law is very upset by what is happening to the family and to the household because of this fetish, 
fetishes, well, I can't say this. Fetishization? Yes. Of, uh, of Doya. And she, right. There's a bit of like sister-in-law tension. There is a bit of sister-in-law. But it's actually not too bad. Like, she does like her. It's not, I don't want to make it out that like, you know, she's out to get her. And absolutely not. They are friendly. She doesn't suggest that Doya is like out there trying to like arrogate authority or something for herself. In fact, she's annoyed at the menfolk for, for being silly. Yeah, she's annoyed at her husband. And like, uh, being complicit in this sort of charade and right right and then she's the one who who actually loses her child and you know the well and the father bears a lot of responsibility right because it's actually it's it's uh well, Kalikenkar's son and I, I forget his name but the the older the older brother right it's his son Koka who dies and he's the one like you say who's complicit and should resist, but it's actually left to the younger brother to resist, and it's too little too late. Yeah. Um, well, and interestingly, right, when when the grandfather, or the, the father, sort of kind of wakes up, it's because Coca dies, not because he's noticed that Doya's unhappy, or that they've asked this young woman to do this, like, impossible thing that she yeah. obviously couldn't do. Like, he doesn't really... Well, and then he's just like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Right? It's very much like, I am being punished. But, you know, it's pretty obvious what he did wrong, but he's just looking for some... Right, it's rhetorical. He doesn't think he's done anything yeah. wrong. And then, you know, Doya recognises that she's she's in in danger, right? Because, you know, her family are all annoyed at her. And, and she, you know, I mean, whether or not we're supposed to imagine her dying at, at the end of this movie or, or whether she just runs away. Like, whatever happens after the credits roll, there's no way for her to kind of go back to, like, what she was before. There's no way for her and and her husband to kind of pick up right. where where they left off. I mean, I guess in the Western movie, you check yourself into a, a kind of rehab center or you have, like, years of therapy and... and but, you know, in, in this context, there's just no... Well, I mean, you know, the, the factor of the matter is is that she is embroiled in the death of her nephew. So, like, there's no amount of rehab or anything else that's really going to, like, heal the family. What's striking is that it's not her fault. It's the father's fault. You know, the, 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 well, I mean, I guess it's she and, and her husband, like, they can run away and start a life again somewhere else, right? Because, like... Yeah, and I think that's but, kind of what's suggested is that, right, he... She wants to run away, but she wants to run away in, like, a weird psychotic state. And yeah. I think, you know, the, the idea is that Uma wants to, like, deal with the situation and then presumably, yes, leave, just as he had wanted to leave once before, right? But he is also, I guess because he is the younger brother, he keeps asking her if she's really an avatar of, of Kali. And, I mean, he's her husband, right? He, he is within his rights to do what I guess men are supposed to do and protect their families and, and well, he, just, he, just he take opposes her away. his father. He opposes and he tries his... to take her away. But But it does in the end, right, all revolves around her responsibility and, and her like you know, I mean, she is the one who's like, well maybe I am the goddess, but he kind of treated her like he he calls out his father. He says this is this is madness. But then he he keeps asking her if she really is, so right, this is an a, so this is a curious thing. So do you? So he's he obviously doesn't think she is, right? He's insistent. He's the one figure because he doesn't have a son who's sick, right? So he's the one figure who, right through to the end, is consistent in not thinking that she's a goddess. 
And he's also the most westernized educated figure as well. And there's an allusion, not an allusion, there's a reference to the founder of the organization, the religious organization that precedes the Brahmo Shamaj. So Raja Ramon Roy is a famous innovator and modernizer of religion. Oh, and, and we should also say, right, that he's kind of, he's kind of like the black sheep because his father at some point says, oh, that, that Christianizing husband of yours. Yeah. Right? And he, there's a scene in Calcutta where he talks to his professor who's clearly converted to Christianity. Yeah. And also had like an overbearing, like, you know, superstitious father. And he was like, and, and at some point I just like, you know. Well, in his best mate, where he, when he's in that carriage with his best mate. Oh, Pula. Right? Pula do it. <laughs> yeah. So he, I can't, I don't know what his name is, but he, he is having his own crisis because he's fallen in love with a widow. His, yeah. mate, his mate has fallen in love with a widow, but he can't marry her because of the superstition of his own father. And his father's going to disinherit him. Yeah. And he's going to do, I mean, claims he's going to do it anyway, but, um, yeah. you know, who knows? So the film is kind of, I mean, heavy handed, but like it's, it's, it's you know, rightly heavy handed about, you know, conservative restrictions driven by a a kind of a character of religion. A character not in the sense that people don't really think that way, but that the fact that people think that way is cartoonish, right? Right. I mean, Rai is just so unsympathetic to that, which, you know, good on him for being yeah. unsympathetic to that. Yeah. But, you know, he he's... But Omo is, is he's very... Right, he's supposed to be kind of anti this this whole thing but you can you can kind of see throughout that he he can't really think his way out of it right he he can't well, just he come needs- in and be like you are not an avatar this is this is insane you are being like you need help i'm gonna get you out he's like i need he keeps ref- right he, he keeps reflecting onto her and asking her like he wants her to tell him that she is trapped and unhappy and she needs him so to get I, this is what i'm you know i find curious where i'm two minds about like isn't that the kind of respect for the other's autonomy that the film is suggesting that we should have? It's just that in this particular context, the better thing would be like, no, my judgment is, is that this is crazy and we're going to do what I want to do. So actually, it's the one context in which he ought to be more patriarchal. Yeah. Because she's effectively abdicated responsibility by not being of sound mind, right? Now, there are all sorts of problems associated with that, like, you know, the tendency to whatever, gaslight women or other things like that. Yeah. But it, this, as the film presents her, like, this really is a situation where she needs to be rescued. Yeah. Perversely enough. Partly because, you know, she's... 13 going on 17 or whatever, or 14 going on 17. But I think if he were the older brother, right? I mean, I think there's also that triangular thing where the older brother should be the one to do this. But the older brother, as his wife criticizes him for, is just a drunk who's just like, how am I supposed to stand up to my father? Like his older brother doesn't protest at all. He's like right there at the moment where his father goes crazy, like, you know, turning her into a goddess. Her brother-in-law is just like, sure, great. That's, I don't believe it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. For fear of being, what, disinherited, I guess? I mean, I don't... Well, I mean, I guess he, he is set up as... I mean, isn't, isn't, isn't that always the way, right? The, the eldest son inherits and is supposed to be, like, a replica of his, his father, and then the younger brother is supposed to, like, go off and, and make a... I mean, in, in, I, I don't know how much that is that's definitely like in western society like traditional british yeah. society or whatever that's the yeah, prince harry but <laughs> i don't talking know talking about you know women who feel trapped and need to be 
And and Harry very sweetly said that Megan rescued him. So actually, you know, they're a great example of someone who, you know, felt trapped and endangered by her kind of idolization, right? And got herself out with the help of I think a she was immediately partner. turned into a type of demon. I don't know how much. Well, she had she had a brief, very brief. Yeah. She had a brief. Like there was like two weeks after the wedding when everybody was like, "Oh, and they." Right. Harry is so happy, but yeah, actually, this was more topical than we expected. Yeah, I didn't yeah. talk about it with my class. I think maybe I unfairly assumed that they were not. I mean, I don't really follow the the royal stuff that much, and I didn't actually ask my class, but maybe I should have done. Well, there's always... Maybe they would have had I'm, views. I'm sure they. I'm sure they would have. But yeah, I mean, it, it's yeah, the family dynamic is. Yeah, I mean, there's a bit of, you know, he, he's, the, he's the younger brother. He is the one who's kind of a little bit more out there. But it's tough for him to essentially transform a whole society because it's a microcosm of yes. a conservative, non-urban society. And it is difficult for one individual, especially an individual who is not just laden with the authority of being, you know, the heir designate, right, to, to just come and transform everything. And, you know, as a consequence... You know the 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 plot is kind of obvious from the beginning. You know, yeah. I mean, once you know she's been deified, like you know, you know, you know he's gonna fail. You know she's gonna die or tantamount to it. Yes, and and you you actually from the beginning you were like this is the the cutest of the of the little kids so yes. far. So you quite liked Cooker, and I was like, oh dear. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought he looked very sweet. He, um, he, and he he behaves. I'm very sure sweetly he'll pop up in, in. I do. I didn't actually find out who the actor was, so I don't. No. I don't know. Well, I mean, we're kind of coming what up. What about the on, cricket? We always leave out the cricket. We always leave out the cricket. Well, um, Jason Roy is not a Bengali. Jason Roy is not a Bengali. Picking up from last time. Picking up from last time. Well, India have roundly beaten England in the Test series, which was amply well deserved. Like I just. <laughs> I don't even know what they thought they were doing. But England has turned around, changed all of their players. and, and Well, they have a completely different T20 team. I yes. mean, that they generally have a completely different team. And they just, just totally just hammered India just today. Yeah, um, in, the, in the T20. Yeah. Which is, you know. The non-Bengali Jason Roy was just hitting sixes for fun. So. Yeah. But, you know, it's, I don't know. I can't get excited Virat about Kohli has got had He has had several ducks. Quack. Yeah. He probably is not sleeping at night, to be fair. Oh, you think, you know, he's busy singing... Uh, Gazals to his daughter. <laughs> I don't know what his son... Is it son? No, daughter, right? Daughter. I, I, I don't know baby. what her name is. Um, but, uh, yeah, may, maybe that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so so the, the cricket continues. I mean, it's pretty exciting. It's the tests were exciting. They were just, you know, basically one-day matches. Yes. But... I can't get excited about T20. We, we went and watched T20, and it's, it's... It's not a real sport. It's good fun, but it's just like... It's like going to a, a bad. It's like range. going to a baseball game. Yeah, it's yeah. not. Oops. <laughs> um, but anyway, since we are we are coming up on on the the end, um, and don't, don't you have a, me- a meeting in like? I have a meeting in four minutes. Yes, and yeah, we, we have to make and eat lunch in those four minutes. Uh, so what's what's coming up next week? Oh, new director. Ooh-hoo. Yeah, no. Next week we go we go more pretentious. More pretentious. Yeah, we're going to uh, watch an early film by Ritik Kotak, who is. The the most kind of the 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 cinephiles I think that he's the guy that they they go to not because his films are necessarily better but because he did do some very very inventive things and you know you always want to 
favor the less well-known person if you're, <laughs> if you're, if you're uh, you know, a critic. So, yeah. So, Goddard had been making films at the same time as Rai, but we didn't watch the early ones. But we're going to watch probably his most celebrated film, which is Mega Dakatara or Cloud Capped Star. But in a great departure, it is about a long-suffering woman who dies. <laughs> the theme of the course so far. Yeah, yeah. And the podcast. And, I mean, the thing, we actually have this one on DVD. So... We will be watching on DVD so we can pause it easily. We can pause it easily. Which, which is very exciting for us because... Normally, we have to connect a computer to a cable, to a dongle, to, to the TV, and then there's no pausing or rewinding. It's, it's very much a, if you fall behind, you stay behind. Yeah, that's true. But, but this one is going to be... Oh, uh, we're going to be pausing it for trucks and... Rewinding, and there'll yeah. be all sorts of shenanigans. So much to look forward to next week. Uh, next week Really is- long descriptions of, you know, when we paused the movie. That, that'll be a great feature on the podcast. <laughs> You have to give the people what they want. Um, yeah, it's spring break here in Austin next week. Well, we will we will be Cancun. No, we were not going to Cancun. No. Uh, we will be uh, right here at home podcasting like nothing's happened and unfolding yeah, laundry. Unfolding laundry. So uh, join us next week for more scintillating discussion and a new biscuit. A new biscuit. A new biscuit. What will it be? No. Suggestions. We, we'll take suggestions. We'll take suggestions. And as always, we're in kalkadaourhouse at gmail.com and we're on Twitter at thatourhousepod. And yeah, that's us. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.